Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. After a one-year hiatus, the Loris Legacy Symposium returns in virtual format to showcase the best of the Loris community. In this episode, we look behind the scenes at this year's event and discuss what to expect on March 17th. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome back to the show, Dr. Keith Train-Baranski as one of the members of the Legacy Symposium Planning Committee. Keith, welcome back to the Dewhawk Digest. Hi, Robert. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So one year ago at this time, you know, obviously planning was going hot and heavy for the, the symposium, and then the bottom fell out. And the pandemic basically affects everybody in the world. And, and unfortunately, there was no legacy symposium last year. So here we are at the eighth year of it. And it's going to have to look a little bit different because we are still in a pandemic, unfortunately. Um, so walk me through, as being a member of the committee, walk me through the setup as you guys got together for this year, knowing we still want to do it, we want to get it back up and going. What's the, the, what's the discussion like, kind of like, how do we make this happen despite a pandemic um, you know, going on around us? Sure. Well, I, admittedly, I wasn't on the committee last year. So um, I'm not sure if that was a good or bad thing as it related to thinking about this year, right? Because to your point, Robert, we knew that this year was going to be different. But even, I guess, backing up a step, to your point, we knew that both as a committee and as a campus community that we wanted to bring this day back. I've been on record numerous times talking about how um, Legacy Symposium is my favorite day of the academic calendar, you know, outside of graduation every year just because it highlights so much of our student work and faculty work and what we do as, a, as an institution, as a college, and as a campus community. And it's just, it's really great. And so we knew we wanted to bring it back. And thankfully there was a lot of administrative support and faculty staff community support to bring it back. But then of course, the next question was, well, how do we do that and still do it in a safe manner and a way that is, somewhat still championing all things that Legacy Symposium is. And so we knew that it was gonna be different and we weren't quite sure how different or how to do it. So thankfully, um, both myself and Jay Kerchak, who is also on the committee, have had some experience with either presenting at or putting on virtual conferences. And so we started looking around at what other institutions, whether that would be colleges or um, professional organizations, you know, for example, American College of Sports Medicine or the American Medical Association and some of these conferences and what they were doing and trying to figure out if we could do that, you know, on our scale. And um, we also, though, importantly, felt that this was an opportunity to really increase access and inclusivity of the symposium. And that was important. I feel like those are things we were trying to do anyway. And again, I keep saying this, but as we knew it was gonna to have to be different, right? Yes, we're gonna to try to keep the core of what legacy was and try to keep some of those things that are familiar that everybody enjoy. But knowing that it is going to be different, it can't be the same. It's gonna to have to be virtual based on safety and everything else that we know about the pandemic. Then it was, well, how do we take those bits and try to push legacy into what else it could be. Again, the idea of 
access and inclusivity and um, being able to use this as a tool for whether it's enrollment or being able to show off our work or bringing uh, alums back in to kind of look at some of these things, we thought that there were opportunities here to do something pretty special. Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, the access is a big thing. I mean, previously, as, as much as, as, as wonderful as the Legacy Symposium is, I mean, it's, it's a chance for not only students, but faculty to really show off the hard work they've been doing throughout the course of the year. I mean, and it's outstanding research and the presentations, everything is just, it, it, it's, high, it's lowest at its best. And the previous seven incarnations have all been on campus where, you know, whether it's uh, standing up, giving presentations, talks, movies, things that, that, that everybody has done, but it's been on campus. So this, you know, it's one of those blessing and a curse type of thing where, as, you know, unfortunately things have to change a little bit, but it now opens this up to, to a wider audience. Absolutely. That blessing and the curse thing is something that we, whether we call it that or name it, that is something we kind of talk about and deal with quite a bit, right? Don't get me wrong. We would all like to be back in person, gathering as a community, you know, starting off in the ACC and moving into the ballrooms and, and the, the buzz of the whole campus that day is incredible. And I give my left arm for that right now, just like so many other people. But again, we know that that can happen. And so instead of us trying to shoehorn everything into that existing model of like, well, this is what we've always done and this is what we all want so bad. So let's try to figure out how to make that work. We knew that we would have to do things a little bit differently. And so there comes a bit of looking into like, well, what can we do um, that can, you know, I want to say improve on necessarily, because again, so many people have done so much with legacy over the years and it's just this amazing event, but to really add to some of those great things. Mm -hmm. And we had this thing of, I know myself, I'd have a lot of students delivering presentations on the day of legacy. And I would always feel bad if I couldn't see one of them because I said, well, you know, one of your peers is in this building in this room and what somebody's over here and even the access within the community now is interesting because as you said, this kind of lived on campus for one day. This provides an opportunity for this to kind of live on for more than a day, right? We have some asynchronous presentations, oral or poster. We have some recordings. We have some things that are gonna be housed within eLearn for our campus community to look at day of and revisit. We have um, an opportunity to, we, while we still have things going from 8.30 in the morning until including the film festival, just to be, you know, at, in the evening, um, we have things kind of going throughout the day, just like we would at a normal legacy. But here, I, I think there's more of an opportunity to catch more things. It used to be, I can't see this presentation because I have to go to this presentation. Now, perhaps there's a presentation that's being done asynchronously and you could say, great, I could check that one out later and still look at this other one because of this opportunity. And I thought that was something that was really cool. And again, the idea of highlighting work of students um, kind of outside of just that one day is also important. And I think this provides an opportunity to do that. It really is, yeah, it's, it's an enhanced experience to, from, from what it was before. So looking at that, knowing, uh, let, let's take something in particular, like say like the poster presentation. So generally the ballroom fills up with, with students, the posters, all their presentations are up and they're, they're kind of able to stand there and, and discuss what their research was. How will that be presented now this year, uh, knowing that things are still kind of 
you know, a little bit fluid, still, still trying to work out some of the kinks and the details, but how would something like that uh, appear this year? Sure, well, that's a perfect example of wanting to maintain um, one of those really special parts of the Legacy Symposium, which is um, having this kind of multidisciplinary space for people to show off their work and then discuss it in real time, knowing we couldn't gather. So we have actually uh, two options for people who want to present posters. The first option is to do that synchronously. And so the idea here is there will be a moderator assigned to a thematic session, a thematic poster session. And then um, students will be able to upload their posters in a digital format. And then um, on the day of, you will then join a Zoom room and then students will share their poster and then once they do that, they'll be able to, through the moderator, the audience will be able to ask questions about the poster. And when the student is done with that poster, the next student in the session will go ahead and talk about their poster. We also have an asynchronous option, which is great. And this way students can create their poster and share their poster, which will be housed on our legacy eLearn site. The cool thing about that is that we also still wanted to have that back and forth, which we find so important to poster sessions and legacy in general. So we've been able to um, add a forum component. So a student will upload their poster to the website. Individuals can go in at their leisure, right? Because it's asynchronously and look at the poster. And then if they have questions for the student regarding the content of the poster, they can leave it in the forum right underneath the poster which the student and the campus community will see. And the student can answer and respond to that question in that same form. And so, yeah, what's nice about that then, so not only will somebody come after the fact and kind of add that, but, but even after that, that beyond that discussion, it's, it lingers and it's still available, you know, a week, two weeks later to come and check and say, hey, this is, I, I didn't see this initially, but yeah, now I, I, miss, I may have missed this one or I didn't have time to see this. So it's still out there and it's, yeah, a chance for, for everybody to see as much of the, of the day, as much of the work as possible. Exactly, especially those asynchronous pieces, right? As you said, if, if I know I really want to see those things, I feel like there's actually going to be many more opportunities to see much more of the campus work this year because you'll go to the synchronous sessions throughout the day. And again, they go from, Nine, the student sessions go from nine to 3.30, and then the faculty sessions go essentially from 3.30 to 5.30. So we'll have synchronous sessions all day the same way we would in a regular legacy symposium. But then after the fact, you'll be able to go back and visit all those asynchronous presentations. And again, still have opportunity to provide feedback, ask questions, to engage with the work with the student or with the faculty member the same way you would um, regular legacy symposium. And that was something that to me anyway, and the rest of the committee was really exciting, right? That back to your comment regarding it being a, a blessing and a curse, still would love to be in person, but by taking it, you know, digitally, taking it remotely, we potentially have more opportunity for engagement. And if you think about what Legacy Symposium is, and that is highlighting the work of the campus community, right? And engaging with said work as a community, I think that we are going to be able to do that. So in addition to poster, you, you, you touched on a little bit with you know, the other presentations, so the, the lives, 
or generally it's, it's it's both faculty and students will will stand up and, and give their presentation as a talk it's not a poster or it, it's more of a uh, a presentation those will still be available as well will that be basically the similar format as the poster um slightly but yes they're still available we have 33 these are just student presentations not faculty we have 33 oral presentations spread out um just like it has previously over 11 um, multidisciplinary thematic sessions and yes those go all day the idea here is once again engaging with our um, legacy symposium 2021 e-learn site people will be able to go into that site um, look up the session that they would like to go to click on the session once they click on that session there will be a zoom link you'll be able to go to that session then um, within the zoom link kind of similar to the synchronous poster in that students will share their um, presentation with the audience. There will be a moderator there to make sure everything is good to go. Um, students will then deliver their talk, you know, again, yes, virtually over Zoom, but we'll have their slides the same way they would, you know, during a in-person presentation. Um, once they're done delivering the talk, there'll be a time for Q&A from the audience, which again, the moderator, just like they would in person, would handle. Um, and yeah, we also then have um, asynchronous presentations. So here, once again, similar to the poster, you can go click on that link. There will be a recorded lecture for you to watch. And this will be that thing where you'll see the PowerPoint. You probably will see a little corner uh, or in, in the bottom corner, there'll be the, the student will be talking at that point. Um, you know, you can when you're done, there's still going to be a Q&A and a forum for you to go and ask questions to the presenter. So we're able to then still have that um, kind of back and forth communal component, which we find to be so important for legacy, right? So not only just getting that information, but found a way that um, we can still communicate with one another and talk about the work. So the community beyond the campus. So if alumni, you know, alumni are hearing this, and they kind of, if they're interested, is there a way for them to kind of jump in, whether it's on the day of the symposium or after the fact, even if it's the eighth? So we certainly hope so. Um, we are working with Bob Adams and IT folks to, to make sure that that is available. It is our hope that um, we can absolutely engage alumni here. We also have thought both this year and in future years that perhaps this is a way for alumni to even contribute to the legacy symposium we touched on this very early on that this is this is still a fluid this is this is something that we have not done before so there's there's still uh some of the details being worked out but as you know even as we get close to the date right up to the date we will be communicating uh as much as we can in terms of how anybody can access it what or what is available to, to be accessed so be sure to, to kind of keep checking back through the, the Loris social media, uh, whether through Twitter or Facebook, and also through the Loris daily website, which is daily.loris.edu. As, as this information comes available it, or links become available, we will definitely share those out, whether it is the day of the symposium or after the fact, because we will definitely be sharing, we will definitely uh, follow up once the day is over with, uh, with some of those uh, photos and, and stories as we can but as much as as much as of these uh great accomplishments that the students faculty and staff have have done we want to we want to get the word out so be sure to check back as we move forward for for more details as, as we as we are able to share them 
Agreed, Robert, and that's excellent. Thank you for that. I think that's an exciting thing. I think that we can make sure that people know now that even though they don't necessarily see it on their e-learn, currently, on the day of um, the Legacy Symposium 2021 e-learn site is going to be your portal into all things legacy. All of the Zoom links for synchronous presentations, whether they be oral, poster, or faculty, will be on that site and will be easy to navigate through those. All of the asynchronous posters and asynchronous presentations and asynchronous faculty presentations will also be there. The links for the recordings will be there. So that's where you go to watch those. And should you have questions, comments, feedback, that's where you leave that information. So that will be easy to find an e-learn site, right? Um, the call to community, the film festival, all of the things will be housed right there. Um, so our hope is that on the day of, in the same way you previously would, at least I would, carry around the old-fashioned program with me as I'm running from room to room, now we're hoping that people really utilize that e-learn site, not only because that's where you're going to go to find things, um, to get to, instead of the room, you know, the Zoom link, per se, but again, that also, it really lays out everything that we have going on for a given day. Well, and... I guess ultimately my question for you, Keith, I know you love this day. You you love the symposium. And as you said, you'd give your right arm to have it back the way it was. But in this format, what what is there anything particular that you're really excited about or really looking forward to? Uh, knowing knowing it's gonna be different and there's there's still some details to be worked out. Sure, I think the access piece. I think of myself and it was crushing to me to have to, I had two, the last time we were able to do this in person, I had two seniors going, um, giving a presentation at the exact same time. And they were in two different buildings. So I had no opportunity to even like cut out early and see half of one, half of the other. And that's hard. You know, I want to support my students in their work. And so now, and listen, that's still, it still may happen, right? Like sometimes, there might be two synchronous presentations you absolutely are dying to see that are at the same time. But this format has allowed us much more flexibility that you can actually take more of the day in. And that's exciting. I think access to our student work has improved because of that. And that is in fact exciting to me, right? Um, I find that there's also an inclusivity piece that is super important. And the reason I say that is you know, there are students who um, maybe weren't able to present live in person for a multitude of reasons in, in Legacy's past, who are now offered an opportunity to create something asynchronously and bring that in, right? That, that is something that I think is very exciting to the committee, because ultimately we want as many people as we can throughout our community to participate in this great day. So I still think that while this year is going to look incredibly different than past years for very obvious reasons, I think it's still very exciting, right? It's something that we can be very excited about. Um, ultimately, we can celebrate the work, the really hard work and the really great work of so many people on this campus, which is the goal of the day anyway. And so, yeah, that just saying that sentence is exciting to me and it excites me for the day of. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, you, you really kind of hit home of really what this is about. It, yeah, it looks different and, yeah, the world looks different right now, but that work is still being done. That The hard work being put in by faculty, staff, and, and, and students, is it's still being done and we definitely do not want to overlook it. We want to give them a spotlight and let them really show off what they're what they're capable of and what they've been doing. Absolutely. That's so well said, Robert. That's exactly it, right? I, I, I'm so thankful that... So many people, again, from the administration all the way down, um, well, we're all not thrilled that, you know, we are still doing this and it can't be in person. Again, that idea of taking the ball and running with it regarding, no, we're going to do this because people want to bring it back so we can celebrate this work. Because the work, you're exactly right, that work is still ongoing, that work is still happening. And this gives us an opportunity to do that and also still be communal with it is something that is not only important, but as you said, exciting. Well, yeah, it is yeah. something that I know we're all excited for and, and I do want to make sure that we, we address you and, and the rest of the, the planning committee. You guys have put in a lot of hard work and a lot of time to, to make this a reality. So I did want to make sure to thank you guys for, for everything that you have done. Thanks for that, Robert, but it was certainly our pleasure. Yeah, well, and, and Keith, thank you, thank you th for taking the time to, to chat with me and to share some of these details about the Legacy Symposium, knowing that your, your work is still going. <laughs> it is, but again, it's somewhat exciting work because as we're somewhat building this like in real time, with each step and everything we get figured out, I can honestly tell you that within the committee, our excitement just grows because we had some ideas on what we could do, you know, um, not only put like importantly, not only to put legacy on this year, which is hard, right? But we are going to do it. But also to kind of flip that on its ear and just like teaching and our pedagogies and during this time when so many teachers and educators are realizing, huh, I learned something during all this that I'm going to take with me and use when things go quote unquote back to normal. I am certainly hopeful that we've stumbled on a few things here that I think we can use in legacies in the future to continue to you know, improve access and inclusivity. And that is exciting. I can honestly say the committee with each step, the, like when we get certain things figured out, not only is it the sense of relief of, hey, we figured out how to do it, but there's a palpable excitement to it saying like, hey, this, is, this can be, if we allow it to be, if we open it up enough to understand that it's not going to be the same, but this can be this really special thing, you know, that, again, is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's finding that silver lining amongst everything that we're going through, right? There it is. All right. Well, Keith, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. And again, thank you for all your hard work. Oh, my pleasure, Robert. Always. Thanks for having me. All right. And I also want to thank our producer, Trent Hanselman. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts, as well as Loris News and Features, and more information on the Legacy Symposium, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And if you consume your podcast through iTunes or Spotify, you can find the Seahawk Digest there and look for your other places where you might find your podcast. We are slowly but surely expanding out to new platforms, so be sure to, to keep an eye out for them. We hope you'll join us next time for another Dewhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Dewhawks.